Drop it. It's about that time. Welcome to Mind Over Matter with special guest All right, guys and girls, welcome uh, to a special edition podcast of Mind Over Matter. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, if this is your first time hopping on the podcast, my name is Jimmy. I'm your host of the podcast, your privileged host to be able to talk to you, speak with you, and provide you awesome individuals, uh, interviews, content, ways to help you be the best version of you. That's what I'm passionate about. Uh, this podcast is predicated around service-oriented leadership. So that's what you can expect from this moving forward, uh, pertaining to health, fitness, wellness, mindset, mentality. So if you're somebody struggling in that area, I highly recommend pressing the subscribe button. If not in general, after you, if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it and you look forward to more content moving forward, please press the subscribe button. It takes two seconds out of your day to do that. Helps the brother out greatly. Uh, it, it keeps me motivated to keep pumping out content for you and getting awesome people on that can provide you so much value in your life uh, to be able to apply daily. And I'm very privileged to be able to sit here across from this guy, Noah Loma, today and have him on my podcast to be able to talk to you, uh, to tell you his story. And again, just to provide you value that I promised you, uh, because that's what you deserve. And I think you can learn a lot from a lot of different people because perspective is everything. And Noah's got an awesome perspective. So, Noah, thanks for hopping on, man. Que pasa, amigo? Thanks for having me, man. Uh, can you translate to English, please? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, my friend? There we go. Just kidding. Spanish three honors, Noah. Come on. I know, I know what you're talking about. There we go. That's a better start this time, right? Um, so, Noah, um, we've had a few technical difficulties. This is actually our third go around doing this, but uh, fortunately, we've caught it early where we haven't dug too deep into the podcast. But uh, to start, why don't you tell people, uh, assuming that there's going to be people who know you who listen to this, but there's going to be a lot of people who don't. So why don't you tell us uh, who you are? Uh, how old you are, and just a little bit of basic stuff about your occupation and stuff like that. Well, like Jimmy was saying, I'm 26 years old, uh, born and raised in a small town in the Texas Panhandle, Perkinson, Texas. Uh, went to school there. Um, I mean, that's where I pretty much I've lived, you know, my younger younger days and early uh, adulthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm currently working for the Frisco Fire Department. I'm a firefighter paramedic there. Uh, been there for approximately going on two years. Awesome. October, October will be two years. Um, yeah. Awesome. And we talked a little bit before this, but obviously people listening to this now freshly without any mess ups or redos. Uh, you, you said you grew up in Perryton, small little town and you grew up on the oil field. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, so I grew up around the oil field, uh, so I actually worked in the oil field as well. Uh, I went to the fire academy as you know, as another graduate high school kind of. <laughs> so uh, right. I went to into college. Uh, started out at community college in Liberal, Kansas. Uh, initially, was going to do get into sports medicine. Uh, quickly realized college wasn't my thing. Yeah. And uh, I had a buddy from back home hit me up. He was like, "Hey, man, you know, I'm going to the fire academy in about two weeks. You want to come with?" I was like, yeah, man, let's go. You know, I'm, like, I'm down. 
talk to my parents about it. They were real supportive about it. I'm super blessed, you know, to have him in my life. And uh, so packed my bags, went, and, uh, you know, went through that, graduated through that fire academy, uh, went through EMT school mm-hmm. uh, through them as well. Uh, we uh, actually initially getting out of the academy or graduating the academy, uh, I had a hard time getting a job in the fire service. Uh, so I ended up getting uh, in the oil field back home, mm-hmm. uh, worked for a company, oil rigs. And, and uh, worked from sunup to sundown, Monday to Friday. Uh, Sunday, you know, I had to go back to bed early to get ready to go get up again at four <laughs> in the morning on Monday morning. Right. And uh, quickly realized, man, that what hard work meant. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is uh, <laughs> and you know, working in the summer, you know, all day in the sun. Yeah, it's definitely something. So to my oldfield brothers out there, I have most utmost respect for you guys. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, no matter what oilfield job you do, I think, because there's all kinds, you know, different jobs out in the oilfield, and I have the utmost respect for those guys. And mm-hmm. I know right now times are tough for my oilfield brothers out there. Hang in there. Uh, you know, we're all going through this pandemic, and we're going to get through it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, w- worked in the oilfield and on the rigs for a little bit. Uh, quickly realized that it wasn't for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> same thing like going back to you know the community college thing but uh, yeah. i had an incident there was an incident on the rigs where i almost lost my life and uh like yeah this is not the way i'm gonna go yeah you know and uh so raised you know enough money and put myself back through uh fire school uh and then graduated from it again and uh and, re- and the main reason i went back through it is just to like so i can like relearn the basics to master the basics Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I was hooked on the fire service from the beginning, you know, from the first day, uh, I knew what, well, I didn't specifically know what brotherhood meant, but there's something about it that I wanted to be a part of. And, uh, it just, it just clicked, man. Absolutely. And so, uh, anyway, uh, and after the second go around, I graduated and, uh, ended up, uh, successfully landing a, uh, a job in Perryton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and worked there for about four years. They put me through paramedic school. Um, very, very blessed with the people I worked with. Uh, did gain a lot of experience over there. Um, super blessed they put me through medic school as well. And uh, ended up getting a job offer in the oil field again as a district manager for a saltwater disposal company. Uh, super great people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked for them for about a year or so. And then... Uh, Realized that I needed to go back into the uh, into the fire service uh, one way or another. Uh, so I ended up testing for different departments around the DFW. Uh, work. I mean, I tested in several places and it didn't really work out. And then I tested for Frisco. Uh, initially didn't get hired with the class I tested with. Uh, so I ended up moving to Amarillo, worked for an EMS service, start getting you know some of the experience and uh, knowledge back. And, uh, you know, and I worked there maybe two months and, uh, I got a, you know, random phone call was not expecting it at all. <laughs> and you know, I was calling from God, you know, I immediately sure. and, uh, and, uh, you know, I received a job offer and I was like, yep, I'm in. Yeah. And a week later, I literally packed my bags and moved down here to the DFW and it's, 
it was definitely a culture change. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming from a small town to, you know, big, time big, city. big time city. And, uh, but, you know, leading up to this road where I'm at today, today and like looking back, uh, you know, all the different jobs that I've been through and all the, you know, the hard work, mm-hmm. you know, that I've been through and the people that have like tested me to my limits, you know, working, uh, with people, you know, that will test you to your limits, you know, like Absolutely. they'll try to push your buttons, you know, especially in the oil field. There, there can be some rough people out there. I'm not going to, you know, same you with know, the fire service. Yeah. And, uh, and, but you just, man, you just got to keep your head together. And cause that's, that's what people are looking for. You know, it's like to trigger, <laughs> you know, to trigger you <laughs> off. And, uh, right. So you can like flip out and they can, you know, try to run you off one way or another. But yeah. And that's just part of being mentally strong. You, you got to keep, you know, composure and keep working and, you know, know that you're not here to serve them. You know, you're, you're here, you know, serving God. Yeah. And uh, just keep working hard, keep moving forward. I love that, man. So, yeah. So it, it's interesting you say that. Uh, but, you know, for, for all of you listening out there really quickly before we move on, uh, at least in the state of Texas, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly positive this is correct. If you want to be a firefighter in the state of Texas, at a baseline, you have to one, pass and graduate fire academy and go through TCFP and all of your certifications through mm-hmm. that. But two, you have to hold and possess at a baseline an EMT credential certification by the state. So I believe that's correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, but all of you listening out there, um, everybody on a fire apparatus, to my knowledge, uh, whether it be all the way down south, um, or all the way up north in the state of Texas is fire and at a baseline EMT certified. So you're getting somebody who knows how to put a fire out, put the wet stuff on the red stuff, as we like to call it sometimes. Uh, definitely not hit it hard from the yard. Uh, that, that would, that's a sinful thing to say in the fire service nowadays. Uh, but also, you know, somebody who's medically trained, a uh, medical professional as well uh, in emergency medicine. But mostly nowadays, it's paramedicine, a lot of, especially like your Planos, your Frisco's. Uh, I believe Salina and Prosper requiring you to also be a paramedic or they'll send you through paramedic school. Uh, definitely don't want to misquote there, but you talked a little bit about EMS. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. <laughs> do you like fire or do you like EMS better? And be be cautious. There's people listening to this <laughs> yeah. who might put you on the box more than the truck. Man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, man. You can put me in whatever role, you know, you want, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out there and get hundred percent, no matter what role you put me in. Uh, I love both to be honest, you know, and, uh, I love the knowledge you gain as a paramedic, you know, uh, you always got to be thinking out of the box. And of course, on, you know, on the fire side as well, you got to be thinking out of the box as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I've had some pretty good calls, you know, where, uh, on the EMS side, as we're talking about on the EMS side that, uh, you look at life differently, you know, um, when, you know, somebody's holding your hand and telling you, you know, I'm fixing to die, you know, his legs mangled up and, you know, uh, he's got fourth degree burns on his back, you know, it does definitely change your perspective and, uh, the way you treat that patient and, uh, you know, how you, looking back, how you help that patient mm-hmm. and, uh, for them, you know, for, unfortunately that guy didn't make it. Yeah. And, uh, but he was able to say goodbye to his family and, you know, uh, that, that gives some closure, things like that. Um, so I, like, I, you know, going back to your question, man, I don't mind doing either. I love it. You know, I love riding both. 
you know. And that's why you're here on the podcast too, because you know you have that open mindedness and that service oriented leadership, whether it be on a fire apparatus or on an ambulance. Um, you know, it's it's awesome to hear. It's awesome to see. You know, I've I've, I've too have had those experiences before. It's very powerful. Uh, for those of you listening who probably aren't in emergency medicine, just know that, you know, the experiences that all of us have as first responders daily, you know, really mold us. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So kind of segueing to my next question for you, you know, what is your job in the fire service, you know, instilled in you? What values has it instilled in you? Uh, man, that's a tricky question. I know. <laughs> Honestly, I'd say, uh, Fire service, uh, you definitely not just look out for one another. Uh, you look look out for uh, your brother's family as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, definitely the brotherhood. Uh, that's one thing I've learned. And as you know, I continue to you know grow in my career. Man, this has definitely been one. You know, the brotherhood gets stronger and stronger. You Absolutely. know, uh, but definitely and serving. Yeah, for sure. And we talk about service too. Um, if you don't know Noah, Noah, um, you know, the rare occasions that he posts uh, online on, unlike me who posts every day, uh, you know, Noah likes to talk about his faith a lot. And Noah, I know, uh, you know, you like to live your life for Christ and really mold your life around his vision and what he put us here on earth to do. So with how much power there is behind that, I want you to share, you know, kind of your experiences and kind of why you mold your life around Christ and what that can do for people out there. Yeah. So, uh, I grew up, uh, Christian family, man, my dad and my mom, they, they are the best man. Super blessed to have them in my life. Uh, you know, I grew up going to church as well and, uh, just being surrounded by great people in general. And, uh, those definitely, uh, that had a lot to do with it. Um, just, you know, the amount of faith my parents had, uh, not just in God, but in God to do work in us, mm-hmm. and, you know, and me and my brothers. And uh, it's just, I don't know, man, it's looking back, you know, it's crazy. And I hope I get, I give that example to my kids in the future for sure. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I have realized, man, uh, and uh, I realize now, that my dad has had been trying like to tell me about as the years I was growing up mm-hmm. uh, was God's grace. You know, it's the undeserved, you know, uh, unearned love of God. And uh, it's just the love that he shows us, you know, even, you know, I've sinned in the past, you know, we all have sinned. We're not perfect. Right. But he continues to show his love towards us. And that, that's just awesome, man. And, uh, I recently met, uh, well, a couple months ago, I met a girl. Her name's Kendall. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'm giving her a shout out right now. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> uh, but Noah's got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I met her and uh, we talked and uh, we definitely decided to put God first, you know, in our relationship. I love that. Uh, build the foundation of, of you know, from God. Uh, and that honestly has made me grow stronger in my faith and uh, not just between our relationship, but my relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, that's been big as well. But like looking back on the previous years, man, I'm a terrible test taker. I'm a t- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I am a terrible test taker. Right. And uh, there's no way I would have made it, you know, 
through the fire academy, uh, you know, passing the tax test, uh, mm-hmm. uh, passing the national registry, you know, for paramedic exam. There's no way, man. But I remember looking back on all that and, you know, praying about it and always telling God, you know, this is meant to be, it's going to happen. You know, you know, it's not my will, but it's yours, you know, right. so will be done on earth as it is in heaven, man. So, yeah. No, I, I love that, man. Um, that's really empowering to hear, uh, regardless if you're a believer or not, if you're listening to this, um, you know, just believing in something greater than yourself, it's, it's tremendous on how much power that can bring you and instill in you and just, you know, keep, make you want to keep on keeping on, uh, for other people. And I think we get to experience that daily at work, right? What you think? Oh yeah, man, for sure. Uh, you know, it's definitely one of those things, you know, you wake up in the morning, go to work and in general, in your daily life, you know, you wake up in the morning and, you know, you, we live our lives, but you're never promised tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, I mean, as long as you're serving God, you know, you should be pretty good and doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah. Doing it for the right reasons. And, uh, so, so yeah, I love that. That's, that's awesome, dude. Um, so kind of bring it back to the fire service a little bit, because obviously you're a firefighter, I'm a firefighter, and I'm sure a lot of guys listening to this and ladies, uh, ladies, I did not forget you that time. I've done that in the past, got criticized for it. But anyway, uh, you know, they're mostly firefighters going to be listening to this. What do you envision for your fire service career? What do you, do you have any kind of end, end goal with that? Or do you have a certain place you want to be at a certain point of time? Nah, man. I mean, uh, I want to have a successful career, man. Uh, I definitely, uh, in the future, I want to see myself, you know, leading my example, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. I want to make sure, you know, younger guys, uh, I say younger guys, still in their <laughs> 20s, but, uh, guys that are coming, you know, uh, right behind us, you know, in yeah. the graduate fire academy, I want to show them by example, lead by example that, you know, you never get too old, uh, to get work done. Absolutely. Uh, there's always going to work. There's always going to be work to get done. Uh, that needs to be done one way or another, uh, whether it's helping out around the station uh, or it's uh, at the fire scene, you know, uh, I, you know, one thing that I think about uh, saying that is uh, looking back at my grandparents, mm-hmm. um, especially my, like both of my grandparents on my mom and dad's side, uh, my grandpa, he, he worked until his body wasn't able to handle it anymore. You know, he'd, he'd get up in the morning, take his mule out to the fields and work with his hands, you know, mm-hmm. and for pretty much from sun up to sundown. And then um, my other grandpa as well, you know, he did the same thing. And to this day, uh, my my grandpa, my mom's side, he, he, he still finds a way to get out there and do something. And uh, that's, that's motivating to me, uh, definitely. Absolutely. I love that, man. And that's that's exactly, again, for the second time. I'm sure I was going to say this more times. That's the reason why you're on this podcast. You're, you know, you're a servant leader. You not, you not only just talk about it, but you embody it. You live it daily. And that's awesome. So, you know, I, I, I know you. I know you have that work ethic, too. And then, you know, you embody exactly what I'm looking for. But I know that you will always do whatever you can to help other people. And that's what we're called to do. So, you know, you're checking all the boxes, man. You're, you're <laughs> passing the lie detector test right now. Um. But kind of on that note, you talked about continued education and training and helping people. Uh, you and I just went through a pretty big, pretty big experience. We got the yeah. black shirts on right now if you're watching on YouTube. But if you're not and you're listening to this, we got our Smoke Diver shirts on right now. 
uh, sure there's going to be a lot of people laughing and smirking and, and saying smoke puffer, smoke diver, smoke jumper, or uh, mini smoke diver, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we went through smoke divers recently in class one in Oklahoma. You, me, Dylan, at least from Frisco and a couple mm-hmm. other guys, 12 in total passed. Uh, I know it was a, definitely a tough experience for me, but what did you, for everybody out there, you know, what did that experience mean for you and your career moving forward? Man, that that was definitely a uh, a tough week. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely been life changing the way you look at things. I knew it was gonna be tough, but uh, it 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 was a lot tougher than I expected it to be. Honest, you know. Let's be honest. It was yeah. You know, um, physically, I felt like we prepared pretty well for it. Yeah. As far as the physical conditions go, physical workouts, but uh once you put in a situation where it's like a life or death matter mm-hmm. uh it's it changes your mindset for sure and the way you think about things and stuff like that and uh but it it meant a lot man to be surrounded by guys going through the same thing um because and then that, that was a huge factor if you surround yourself with guys that are going through the same thing that had the same mindset to accomplish a goal then uh you can get a lot done yeah. and uh, you can hold each other accountable. You can push each other to the limits more than the limits, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was definitely a life changing experience, really rewarding, you know, after we walked through that last door Oh and yeah. uh, just to see my brothers there waiting for me, man, that, that, that meant a lot to be honest, yeah. you know, and I'll be honest, you know, I was the last one to walk through the door and everybody was still standing there, you know, cheering me on, man. And that was, that was, that, was, that was a highlight for sure. Absolutely. Uh, that's one thing I won't ever forget. Yeah. This is a, I can attest to that. It was an incredible experience. Yeah, I know yeah. JB, Colby, Captain Stout, uh, and Dylan, the rest of our members from oh, Frisco, yeah. um, you know, can definitely attest to that too. But what – there seems to be – I might push a little buttons here. Uh, I'm not trying to piss people off, but there seems to be almost like a stigma – for people that go to smoke divers, like almost like highly criticized in a way where people are like, Oh my God, like you're, you're a smoke diver or, um, you know, you think you're better than everybody else or, you know, you're just, you're just hot stuff and you don't, you don't need to train. You don't need to do anything like that. And for whatever reason, I think that's just kind of like a toxic buildup that seems to be prevalent in all areas for people I've spoken to. Does that bother you? when people criticize you or judge you for wearing a black shirt or uh, just, just wanting to learn more as a young firefighter in your career? No, man. Uh, it, do, it doesn't bother me at all, to be honest. You know, people can talk all they want. You know, like I said, uh, you got to have a strong mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely, uh, and it's like going back to what I was saying earlier, you know, uh, very, very blessed to be where I'm at. Um uh, working all those different jobs, like in the oil field, people are going to push your buttons or try to anyway. Yeah. Uh, but that's part of being, uh, having a strong mindset. Uh, you got to just keep it together. Keep your, you know, uh, you can't let people trigger you off because if you're letting people trigger you off, you know, let's say in the kitchen at, at the station or, or out in the bay or something or in training, then what's not going to trigger you off, you know, exactly on the fire scene Sure. when, you know, all hell is breaking loose around you, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, so yeah, it, do- it doesn't really bother me. You know, I just, 
let it come in through one ear and comes out the other, yeah. the other side. I like that. Just being, you know, being the bigger person in the yeah, situation. Yeah. Um, you know, it, also on a side note, if you're somebody, you know, out there who wants, you know, Noah and I are fairly young in our careers, me probably more than Noah. Um, but it was probably one of the best experiences of both of our yeah, lives. Yeah. Definitely hard, like Noah said, but uh, if you're somebody just looking for some good quality training to learn more about save your own and just to, just to hone in on your skills, I'd highly recommend it. And I'm sure Noah can attest that too. Mm -hmm. Like you need to go. But one thing that, and I'll let you kind of touch on this too. Uh, one, a couple, I want to say one or a couple, everybody really instills in us that we're not better than anybody else no. because we're wearing a black shirt. And that's so true. Yeah. Just because we went through a six day program and we're successfully, you know, called smoke divers because we made it through does not mean we're better than the guy next to us. Doesn't mean we're more knowledgeable. Doesn't mean that we're capable of more than somebody else. It simply means that we went to training just to better ourselves. And that's really what, you know, Smoke Divers is about. It's about service-oriented leadership, yeah. taking back what you learn to help other people yeah. and to better yourself, to help people in those stressful situations. So what else did you take away from that in the kind of save your own mentality and mindset and everything that they talked about throughout the week? Uh, definitely, uh, I was tested to my limits, mm -hmm. not a lie. Uh, another thing I learned though, was, uh, the, the respect I have for the guys out there that were all out there, mm -hmm. you know, give a shout out to all my smoke diver brothers, man. Uh, absolutely. I did not expect there to be that many guys working their butts off, you know, to, for us to get better, you know, and, you know, showing us and, uh, you know, showing us their, their experience and, uh, pretty much is giving us all the tools, you know, that they had. And it, it was just, an, it was just awesome, man. Like, and then, uh, definitely me mentally tested to the max. Um, mm -hmm. uh, especially like during the end of, of the day, you know, I mean, you're just mentally fatigued, man. We, you and I learned that. Oh yeah. Definitely on, uh, on heat day. <laughs> uh, I, I never, <laughs> I've never been that, uh, so I've been that fatigued before, but, that's a whole different, uh, different level, I'd say. Different level of stress. Yeah, different, definitely a different level of stress. Um, because not only are you fatigued and you had to come out, but you didn't. If you didn't get the job done, guess what? You're gonna roll back in there and get it done. Yeah, go right back in there. Yeah, and uh, that definitely created a whole different mindset uh, for me. And uh, that, I mean, you're never, you're never too tired to go get the job done. If something needs to be done then go get it done oh i love that you dude I, I got goosebumps uh when he when he said that but that i mean it was eye-opening too just to piggyback what you said is there's always work left to be done oh, yeah. and you always have a little bit more left to give even when you're exhausted mm -hmm. and that's one of the highlights of the program at least for me and i know for you too but you know more than anything it just it, it shows you how susceptible we are to dangerous situations yeah for sure and i don't feel like that's taken seriously enough at all times and to to kind of possess that knowledge or uh insight about how valuable and important that it is to know the ins and outs of your job and the intricacies of just for example your your scba yeah how not only can help you but save other people too yeah. is that you know so what is, what would you say to, I guess, one of the last questions that I'll have for you, kind of taking the segueing off of the smoke diver subject, uh, but still pertaining to firefighting, uh, and then we'll take a quick little break here because we're almost at the half hour point. 
What would you say to anybody out there who's thinking about becoming a firefighter or maybe somebody who's a new firefighter in the fire service? Say uh, anybody that's a new firefighter in the fire service or, uh, or just wanting to be a firefighter, um, you know, if, if you need any help with anything, you can always contact me, you know, we'll find one way or another and to work together. Uh, I don't, I don't have as much experience as like a lot of guys, you know, throughout the departments and throughout the nation, you know, but, uh, and the mental aspect, uh, about to be like mentally strong and keep moving forward. It doesn't matter if you're being doubted by somebody else or start doubting yourself, you know, uh, I'm always here to help, you know, somebody out. Uh, I'd say definitely uh, if you think something needs to be done, do it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, or ask questions as well. Ask questions. Don't be scared to ask questions, you know, uh, and always train, uh, work out, work out, work out, work out as well. As far if you want to be a successful firefighter, for sure, I'd I'd say work out. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean just go and lift weights. Yeah. You know. Uh, and you don't have to do CrossFit. Jimmy and I both do CrossFit, but you don't have to go do that. Uh, I mean, go out and do some hit cardio training mm-hmm. or go out and run and change it up. But if, if, uh, if you just go and lift weights, it's, it's not going to benefit you in the fire service. Uh, mm-hmm. you're going to get fatigued pretty quick. And one thing that, uh, I remember from one of our PTs that week in Tulsa, uh, during the smoke diver program was one of our, uh, PT instructors. He was like, uh, we are professional functional firefighters mm-hmm. and uh and that that has really stuck with me it really has awesome and uh you know it's it is not about like like he was saying it's not about you know what you can d- get done with one bottle you know you got to be ready to go after that first bottle is done mm-hmm. be ready for that next assignment you know and so absolutely yeah. no i like that man um, all right, guys, girls, uh, if you're listening, I'm going to press stop on here because we're about the half hour point. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break and re back up. All right, break is over. Um, quick little pee break, quick little dosekis break. And we're back at it just like that. Uh, so we talked a lot about, at least in the first half hour, about the fire service, um, smoke divers, a lot of other cool things that you know Noah and I are both uh, were recently involved in. But obviously, like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, this is mentality based, service oriented based, and I want to tap into Noah's psyche a little bit, and I want to know what makes him tick because. I'm fascinated by mindset. I love to know what's going on in other people's heads, and I want to know what makes them want to keep suffering. Um, and this dude loves to suffer, and I, I love that. I even saying that I get goosebumps. I love people who suffer and don't quit. And this is one of the guys right across from me. So Noah, you ran a 50 miler not too long ago. <laughs> You're just a blazing fast dude when it comes to running. You do CrossFit. Uh, you talked about your experience at smoke divers. What makes you want to push yourself to your limits? I know you alluded to the oil field and the hard work at Tachi, but what inside of you just tells you that you're not going to quit? Uh, it's got to be, I really believe it's got to be something 
deeper than than your mind. It's got to be in your heart to, uh, yeah, that fifty mile trail race you talked about. <laughs> that and that was definitely the toughest thing I've ever done in one day. Mm-hmm. In one day in general, you know, the smoke diver program was definitely the toughest experience I had as a like, you know, couple of days. But sure. in one day, that fifty mile trail race was something else, man. Uh, and like I said earlier, man, if you surround with yourself with guys who are willing to hold you accountable and push yourself uh and that has the same mindset and that same drive from deep inside uh you can get a lot accomplished and uh shout out to my brother gallagher uh he did it with me Uh um honestly i had never ran uh a full marathon (laughs) yeah you know before that 50 mile run and uh the most i've ever done was a uh was a half you know half marathon and uh, there's no way uh, I could have done it without him. You know, if we pushed each other. There's times, uh, you know, I'd, or I'd be like, all right, man, we got to we gotta walk a little bit or, you know, we got to sit down. And then he'd be like, no, we got to keep going. And then, like, it's that. funny how it switch roles because, you know, he'd tell me the same thing, you know, like five miles later. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just a drive, I think, that you got to have deeper than – I think it's deeper than your mindset. It's got to be, you know – within your heart too, that you're going to finish something. And if you're going to do it, you might as well get it done. You know, you, you signed up for it let's roll, you know, I love that. And so, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a tough challenge, man. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. So what's next for Noah Loma? You know, I know we <laughs> talked about fire service goals and your, you know, dedication to being a service oriented leader. But what what's next on your bucket list? What challenge do you have kind of in your mind? What's what's next? Man, honestly, uh the, I I don't know, man. To be honest, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, I kind of just go with the flow. Uh-huh. You know, uh just like that 50 mile trail run, you know. Uh my you know, I knew I was gonna do it. And, but I was like, ah, you know, it'll be all right. You know, and I didn't prepare myself enough for it. And I, I probably should have ran a full marathon for it and, uh, kind of went with the flow. But honestly, like, I feel like that helps me prepare mentally, uh, for my job, for my, the fire service, Absolutely. you know, uh, you definitely get mentally stronger when, you know, you're out there running, you're like, I can go an extra mile or I can, I can go an extra foot, you know, and just think one step at a time, man. And, uh, so that's how I'm taking it day by day, you know, one step at a time. And, uh, you know, whatever, if somebody wants to go do something, you know, somebody says, Hey, let's go do a, let's go do a marathon. Let's go do a half, you know, or something like that. Let's go, you know? So, yeah. I love that. And kind of on the mentality train now, because that's what this podcast is about primarily, you know, a lot of people, they always fall. I don't want to say always, but most of the time, fall short of their goals for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but what I've seen just in conversation over the years is a lot of people being unrealistic with their goals and trying, trying and trying to reach a certain limit and then burning out because they can't achieve what they had set. Uh, so aside from unrealistic goals, what do you think stops people from not reaching their goals? It's, it goes back to mental aspect, man, for sure. Uh, I, I would definitely say though, uh, going to that, uh, who, you know, what are you on this earth for? What, I mean, what are you here for? Mm-hmm. You know, are you here to serve yourself? Or are you here to serve God? And, uh, so I think if, if you think about it that way, and, and this is me personally, my opinion, yeah. uh, 
but if I, I honestly believe if you're thinking about it that way, you're being kind of selfish. You know, mm-hmm. we're here to serve God and then serve his children. And uh, that's that's the way I look at that for sure. So you got to let God guide your steps on, you know, what you're going to be doing in life and what you're doing in life. For sure. No, I, I like that. So we're I'm trying to think of the the right word for this is what really for you when you're tired and you want to quit and things suck like smoke dyers for example we all had those experiences yeah. i know you talked about god and uh you know doing it for you know really extrinsic reasons instead of intrinsic re- reasons but what fuels you in those moments uh i'd say de- it's definitely that uh that inner drive that you have within yourself uh looking looking back as uh, you know uh my my grandparents for you know uh my grandparents and my mom and dad you know and it's, you know it's crazy man it just makes me want to almost tear up just their hard work and dedication and uh to working and providing for their family man and uh they've been through a lot more than i have ever been through you know mm-hmm. so I, there's no reason for me to you know, quit at what I'm doing or what I'm going to be put through the, you know, in life in general. So that's honestly my big motivators, I love uh, that. especially like seeing my grandparents work, you know, uh, you know, at an older age, uh, you know, health conditions, stuff like that, and still wanting to go out and, and get their hands dirty and work uh, has definitely been big. One, I'd say one of my biggest motivators in life for sure. Oh, I love that. That's, that's so cool. Um, so we're gonna change gears a little bit, just to just to keep you on your toes, keep it interesting for our listeners too. Not that they're not interested already. <laughs> um, you know, we we learned a lot about your professional life. I uh, heard a little bit about your prefer or personal life. Of uh, you know, you got a brand new house right here. We're sitting in. It looks awesome. Uh, you know, you're growing up a little bit. I, I can yeah. say that because I'm, <laughs> I'm older than you. Uh, got a new girlfriend who seems to be incredible. I definitely look forward to to meeting her and yeah. hearing more about her, uh, which is awesome. But you know what? What do you like to do for fun? Well, on a personal note, uh, I like to hang out with people. I like to be social, man. Uh, so, uh, very, very blessed to you know have met the girl at the right time because <laughs> I don't know what I'd be doing right now. You know, through this uh, this pandemic right now. You yeah, know, sure. But you know, we've been hanging out quite a bit, uh, and but I like to hang out. I'm a big family person. Uh, you know, um, I'm not gonna be able to go home for a little bit because you know, of course, what's going on. Sure. Uh, but I'm a huge, huge social person, man. I like to hang out, cook out, uh, go out with friends, and just have a good time as well, man. You gotta live your personal life, you know. You gotta get out there and you know, clear your mind and just have a good time as well. And uh, like to go fishing, hunting, uh, just. Just, just enjoy the outdoors, man. Trail riding, trail running. Love that. <laughs> yeah. So cool. What is your dream car? What is my dream car? <laughs> uh, I would definitely probably say I would like a. Uh, Let's say a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> minivan. I'd, I'd probably say uh, a Dodge Challenger uh, Hellcat. A Dodge Challenger Hellcat? Yeah. Well, what uh, what the hell is that? <laughs> super power car. I know they came out with a uh, they came out with a uh, 
more powerful challenger than that. But uh, so I had a challenger uh, before I got this tr- this drug I have now. Uh huh. But uh, and I miss it, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it it was a SRT eight, you know, and uh, and that was that was pretty strong. Yeah. So I can imagine. Yeah, they say that the Hellcat's a lot stronger, so that's definitely eventually someday I'll I'll have it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I like it. Um, aside from I know you're a charitable dude. You're a man of God. Don't tell me you're going to donate the money. What, what question I'm about to ask you. If you had, if you had a million dollars and donating was not possible, what would you do with a million dollars right now? If a million dollars is just direct deposited into your bank account? Uh, <laughs> don't say donate. <laughs> Again, do not do not say donate. Share it with my family, man. No, okay. <laughs> it's not donating. You know. uh, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, uh, I don't like I I don't like to think that way. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the Lord is my provider. You know, and so you know, whatever He He blesses with me, you know, uh, I'm grateful for it for sure. Awesome. Okay. Um, hmm. I knew you were going to take that route. <laughs> I was ho- I was hoping for something different, but that that's all. That's also an awesome answer. Well, you know, we're running close to forty minutes, and and let me say, let me say something back. Going back to that, yeah, dude, and, uh, go for it. Definitely, like a lot of people look at money, you know, or look at money or their job or their title or something certain that defines them, you know. And uh, if you hold, you know, you're you're going to be disappointed if you hold, uh, if you let those things define you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you set that as your anchor then you're going to end up disappointed. Right. You know, uh, your anchor should be on God for sure. And, uh, and go as he says. Oh, I love that, man. That's, that's, that's really cool. Very true. And I promise just before that, giving you a time check, it was not me saying like, dude, like hurry up. Man. Oh no, you're good. I, just, yeah. just to keep us no, oriented. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of like on a EMS scene when yeah. dispatch is like 10, 10, <laughs> min- 10 minutes since time calls. Like, I get it. I get it. I know what we're doing. Yeah, um, but you know, because we are kind of nearing the end, um, you know, we're, we're, we're all going through a pandemic right now. Uh, everybody to some degree is a little bit different. Uh, a lot of my friends have been furloughed. I don't even know that that's how you pronounce it, but, uh, it starts with an F and it sucks. So what would you say to people in your life or just people listening to this in general who either one are sick or have family members who are sick or got laid off or unemployed? What would you say to those people or what advice would you provide them? You know, this, this pandemic phase that we're going through has been uh, pretty stressful, you know, not just for healthcare providers, definitely healthcare providers, you know, for ourselves, you know, it has been stressful. And if you sit there and you're a healthcare provider and say it's not stressful, you're lying. I mean, because yeah. it has been, because it's stressful on your family knowing that they're out there. And if it's stressful on your family, then it's stressful on you. If you are really, you know, a man or a woman, you know, yeah. uh, cause I, I know my, my family has been pretty stressed about it. You know, they call me and tell me how things come going along and I can just hear, you know, the anxiety and fear on, on my mom's voice, you know, over the phone. And, mm. but then again, you know, it goes back to saying, you know, like uh, our, our anchor, you know, is not in, in medicine. Our anchor is not in, you know, this virus, you know, or any disease, you know, and like that song, you know, uh, Waymaker. Yeah. Uh, his name is above any disease. And 
I definitely say uh, stay in there. You know, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're going to come out stronger. And uh, and if you need anything, I mean, if you need somebody to talk to, just holler at me. And I'm willing to talk to anybody. Uh, meet up with you, or I mean, I don't know about me. Yeah, up just for, yet, as long as it's six feet away. <laughs> six feet away, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, like to anybody out there who's going through something, you know, uh, I'm here. I'm here to serve you guys. And mm-hmm. if you guys need anything, you know, don't hesitate to holler at me. Uh, I'm sure you can reach out to Jimmy or find me, you know, on social media and uh, shoot me a message, you know, and I'll be more than happy to 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 talk to you, you know. And maybe when all this is over with, we can go out, you know, and go for a run, or if you like, yeah. oh, we can go this way. I, I don't care. I'm down to do whatever. So yeah. No, it's that's that's cool, and you know, we all need somebody to lean on yeah, at some yeah, point in time sure. in our lives. Yeah. Not just necessarily a pandemic, yeah. anything, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it, you know, going back to that, I mean, at any point, man, if anybody needs anything, you know, holler at me. Yeah, for sure. And you got a lot of other people too, like Noah said. You have me. You have Noah. Um, I'm sure any first responder between the sun oh, and the yeah. earth would be willing to do anything and everything for you. Uh, it doesn't hurt to ask for help. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's the best thing to do to talk to somebody, whether it be to someone else, to God, to just, just let it out. Because let it out. Yeah. It's, and you got to clear your mind. You definitely got to clear your mind for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, what else, um, is there anything else that you'd like to say to anybody else who's taken the past almost 40 minutes listening to you? Is there anything you'd like to leave them or anything that's just on your heart that you'd like to relay? No, I mean, I, I just want to say, uh, for, for those of you that have, you know, listened to this podcast, man, I appreciate you guys, you know, for, you know, for your time. And I want to thank you, Jimmy, for uh, giving me the opportunity to speak. Uh, I think yeah, it's man. pretty cool. It's my first time to do something like this. You did great. You survived. Pretty, pretty cool, man. Uh, but like I, I was telling Jimmy earlier, man, if you guys have any questions or or uh, just want to talk to me about something that I said or uh, or anything, man, just holler at me. I'll be more than willing to talk to you. Uh, and same thing, you know, I might come up with some questions for you, you know, and, uh, so, you know, don't hesitate to holler. I mean, you know, we're, especially like right now we're going, we're going through, uh, through the storm, but we're going to get through the storm together. Uh, one way or another, we'll, we'll make it through. Yeah. No, again, I appreciate it. No, you, you've been great. Uh, really enjoyed your story. It's been a privilege to get to know you more in person too, as of lately. And uh, I'm glad everybody else got to hear from you and learn from you. And guys and girls, listen to this. That is the end of our podcast together. Again, like Noah said, if you need anything from him or you'd like to reach out to him, show him a little bit of love or tag him in the podcast, do that on Instagram. It's what? Noah Loma, just your first and last name. No underscores, hyphenated numbers, any crazy pictures. (laughs) Just nice and simple. At Noah Loma. Uh, Look him up on Facebook, Noah Loma. Uh, He's a great listener. He can help you in any and every way possible. Uh, He's dedicated and committed to serving you just like I am. That's what this podcast is for. And I certainly hope it served you, provided you a little bit of fuel for your fire, some insight, some knowledge, and just some ways to keep going through these difficult times. So um, again, if you haven't already, press subscribe to the podcast. That would mean a lot to me. Uh, We're going to keep on having awesome guest speakers like Noah uh, and some other people lined up for the future who can provide you some more awesome value and content. And yeah, that's it. It, it. Same thing like Noah said. If you have any questions, comments, responses, please no middle, middle fingers uh, for me. Then uh, please you know, follow me on social media and uh, feel free to message me at any point in time. But guys, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Noah, thanks, man. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You're, you're very, very welcome. And uh, y'all have a wonderful day. We'll see you.